0: Talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Lynn's. Again, po the Passenger. Thank you for the intro and outro music. You guys, I just can't get enough. I hope your album is going very well right now because I know you're recording that. Today's guest, we have the wonderful Sabra May. Sabra is. Ah, oh, what a sheer delight to have you on the show, finally, Sabra. Uh, we met at UCB, and Sabra is just the lady of many, many talents. A uh, voiceover actress, improviser, write-up, stand-up comedian, produces a, co-produces a female show called Comedy Stew in West Hollywood, and she's done two one-woman shows and just a bunch of fucking cool stuff. Such a fan, such a fan. You can follow Subra on Instagram and Twitter at Supra May. Alright, well, without further ado, let's just get right into it. If you're interested in voiceovers, which I am, and you're interested in one woman shows, which I am, and if you're interested in co-producing female stand-up shows or just doing stand-up shows in a very safe environment... Which I am, probably not stand-up, but like storytelling. But you get the gist. Because I am. Take a listen. Because it's all here. And we do talk a lot about some mummy stuff. What it's like to be a mum as well as uh working and doing stuff. But you know what? It's all good. It's all good. Alright. Welcome, Sabra May. So welcome, Sabra May, to the show. Ooh, thank you. You've just moved to Portland. When did when did you move to
1: Portland? No, I didn't move. I didn't move. I haven't moved. I'm still in LA.
0: Wait, why did I think you were in
1: Portland then? Because I spent a bunch of the pandemic time up there with my mom, just like Okay. No and my friends. We like had a pod family that we spent time with so my son could, you know, have the outdoors.
0: Oh But we're back now. Because that's why I was like, is there a time difference? Blah blah blah. You must have been like, What the fuck is this bitch talking about? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I was I mean I visit regularly so I assumed that's what you meant okay well that okay
0: that makes more sense so you're back in you're back in LA after not moving <laughs> <to> <laughs> Portland. true did you grow up in LA no I grew up in Portland so I'm from there so, so you are from Portland
1: okay yes, yes yes
0: and when when like did you catch the acting bug like when was it you were just say, like, oh my god I need to I need to be performing
1: Oh, yeah, I'm just the theater kid from high school that didn't stop. So I just, I always knew. I mean, I think in fourth grade, I was like, I want to be a ballerina and a karate champion and a <laughs> pianist. So I'm going to write a one-woman show where I do all of those things and play a guitar. And my mom was like, you're an actor. I was like, <laughs> oh, that makes a lot more sense because I want to quit everything after I explore it for a few weeks.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You- Moved to LA. We met at UCB, the Upper Citizens Brigade, where we did storytelling. I still remember your stories. Oh. And the Taducken. Oh God, um, the Yes. Whoa. <laughs> still embedded in my brain. <laughs> um, it was because it was a really good story. Obviously, oh, I thanks. Made an impact. So you and I remember going to see your one woman show when you were literally about to pop out your son. You yeah. were so heavily pregnant. That yeah, was very inspiring. Eight, eight
1: and a half months pregnant.
0: <laughs> it's so funny because I'd started writing a one-woman show in November. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was giving myself a deadline until April to finish it. And I was doing it to submit for the Hollywood Fringe Festival. But oh, they right. kept changing their dates mm. um, because of COVID. So originally it was going to be in July. And I was like, I can do July. But then they moved it right until my due date. Ugh. like you know what just gonna wait just yeah. gonna wait yeah I think so. breaking
1: water on stage might be uh, might disrupt the show a little bit yeah maybe. or no make sure. it better who knows
0: <laughs> um but I did find it very inspiring that you did do your one-woman show super super pregs Wow, oh, thank you and it was such a fun show mm, yeah
1: I mean now I look back on it and I'm like here's all the things I could have done better I will say I di- it took me a very long time to figure out that my brain wasn't working because I was pregnant because I'm so good at memorizing lines. Like I'm the queen of look at it once, that I know my lines. And I was sitting there filming because it had, you know, it's multimedia, so it had filming elements. And I could not remember my lines for the life of me, like hours of this filming. And I wrote it. Usually if I wrote it, I already remember it. Yeah. And suddenly it occurred to me, oh, I have Prego brain. I yeah. remember shite.
0: <laughs> that's and I felt better, but was also like I just hit a wall and I
1: couldn't remember anything. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, pregnancy brain is a legit, legit thing. You just um, don't think about it till it's happening. Yeah, well, I I feel like I had it way more in the first pregnancy than I have had this pregnancy. Wait, you're pregnant right now? Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know. Oh, you did not know. <laughs> Congratulations! How did I miss that? Yeah, that's that's what I was saying about the fringe festival because like I thought doo-doo. you meant last year. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no. oh my god i had yeah. no idea congratulations thanks i've got uh two and a half months left oh you're you're like wow yeah yeah you're yeah. Very pregnant right now <laughs> Very pregnant. Right your now. instagram does not show this i don't really post much stuff i mean i did a little bit with thomas but so this is going to sound mental <laughs> but with thomas mm-hmm. i was so desperate to have him mm-hmm and I had this awful phobia of things going wrong. Mm, uh-huh. um, and I just, I feel like I've seen so many people go through it. And sure. I feel like I just, I've just had such like, a weird upbringing where I'm just like always, it's, I'm very positive, don't get me wrong, because I've forced myself to be a very positive person. Sure. Um, but there are elements of like childhood that come in. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, shit could go down any minute. So I just had that fear of like, if I post all this happy, fun stuff on social media, I'm going to jinx it. Do you feel like other English people have similar fears? I don't know. That's a good question. I know one of my friends, she's pregnant also right now. She's uh, actually, she should be dropping any moment, really. Um, she's 11 weeks ahead of me. I know she hasn't posted much either. But I don't know if that's for the same reason. Yeah, I've
1: have just seen it. I feel like I've seen that with my my husband is English, you know, with a lot of his friends
0: similarly. Uh-huh. So
1: I'm I'm not sure, but I it seems like a thing I've seen before.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I've I've done a lot of like the stories, like bump pictures on stories and stuff. Oh, okay. And like the ultrasounds on the stories because I, I feel like I'm like okay that will go in twenty four hours. <laughs> um, well, I mean once it's born as well. I'll be it, like, huh? here he yeah. is. So it's a he? Yes, another boy. Oh. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. I'm very excited. Ooh. But yeah, that that's why I paused my one-woman show. Because it's all in my head. It's all stuff from UCB, like storytelling time. Sure, sure. Um, that's So great. I have it in my head. I've got half of it written down. I just need to Ooh, write so the other exciting. half. But I'm just like, but that's why I put a pin in it. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? It's they're your stories they're gonna be there you have it outlined you have all the stuff yeah, done you own them they're yours no one else yeah. has those stories nobody in the world exactly so I'm just like you know what like you will because I've been trying to do a woman show honestly if I told you I started writing one when I was 16 for fuck's sake <laughs> but I've just been such a funny about it well I did one in college
1: oh. and you know the 20 years difference or whatever made a difference in quality I'm, I'm sure of
0: it there you go. <laughs> You yeah. So you did UCB. You did a musical improv. I don't know if we did musical improv together. I don't think, I we don't did. think so, no, no. But I did love that. I loved it, was, it so much. Oh, it was one of my favorites. So confronting. Oh, mm. dream. It's like, <laughs> just loved it. Um, You also had, um before pandemic struck, you had your comedy show that you were doing. Oh, uh, Comedy Stew. Comedy Stew. Yes. Yeah. So let's mm-hmm. see all about that and obviously then pandemic hit but you've been recently doing a bunch of voiceovers yeah yeah I mean I've been doing voiceover the whole time I
1: just okay. don't really talk about it because it's commercials I don't know I mean it I mean I I love commercial money I love it I love my job but I'm not like every time I do a voiceover I don't post about it you know what I yeah. mean because it's just it's a lot of stuff and i don't know anybody is so particularly impressed that's like oh my god you did a swiffer ad or something you know i don't know how exciting that is for the world
0: i i would be impressed by that <laughs> <somewhere>. <laughs>
1: Great. i haven't done a swiffer ad so you know i've done a hoover ad
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah you, but because i don't i haven't had anybody on the show who's actually like because you've done a lot of voiceover yeah you know I so like I'm the like I said the theater kid who just kept acting right so
1: I was already you know I was doing professional shows in college not like not on Broadway by any means community theater but whatever professional shows that pay you the tiniest amount of money and Mm -hmm. you can put on your resume and whatnot Um, and then when I was 21 I think um, 20 21 family friend who produces voiceover because i lived in portland she was like oh we need a low range college age female voice for this thing and she couldn't find one in portland even though she was a talent agent so she's she knows the talent pool in portland Uh and there just weren't those people who you know voiceover just wasn't super saturated market at the time. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Well, let's bring Sabi in. That's my nickname. Sabi. Let's bring Sabi in. She's already an actor, you know, she's she's great at reading. She has kids who so I'd read to her kid all the time. Uh, and see how she does. And then I just happened to have the qualities that lend themselves well to voiceover, right? Which is like already being an actor, I mean, that's a big deal. That really helps. It um does high reading comprehension, you know, like no accent to speak of, just like a general American, which is sort of a Pacific Northwest. Like when people think of a general American accent, the Pacific Northwest is the most common native area for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I like words and I'm like a weirdo with grammar and it means something to me. So it just worked out well. Um, And then she expanded her repertoire into being a voice agent and then immediately was like ah having babies too much I quit the business (laughs) and like passed me off to the next voiceover agent who was the only one in Portland at the time Mm -hmm. and I just kept doing it you know and booking work and I think I was really lucky because I was you know right in the beginning of my drinking years as it were and <laughs> I, man I would go out and shut the bar down and then go to a Nike voice over the next morning and like they kept bringing me back and god knows why like <laughs> I would show up starving my tummy's grumbling on the mic like I'm hacking up some snot and people are just they were there for it and I kept booking work and I don't know how but
0: praise whoever made that happen wow so That's... don't do that Everybody. I feel like you posted something about that recently.
1: I did. Nike had a, uh, the guy, the, what is it? Curtis, who is, he was the producer. So he, um, he's an artist and he was just going through all of the people he's ever worked with and decided to do portraits of everyone from his years on this specific Nike project. And he did portraits of all of us, which is so cute and sweet. So, and they're beautiful. So I posted the our Nike story cause they were one of my first, um, consistent voiceover gigs
0: that's so fantastic
1: yeah but I mean most that was a special job that was like an eight-year consistent project there are tons of jobs that are like that you know usually it's like you do a commercial and then it's done I mean if you're on a cartoon you know which would be great I'm so open to that
0: possibility in my life
1: (laughs) Uh, but that would be you know the more common multi-year project yeah kind of thing
0: that's crazy. And it's crazy how you kind of just fell into it as well. I mean, I was just, I'm was i just really lucky. Like, I think that voiceover is so,
1: it's so, like, coveted and it's so elusive. And in another way, it's so practical. And I think people have a hard time navigating all of those elements into creating an actual career that gives them a paycheck these days. Yeah. You know, and I think that all of those things that made me be good at voiceover that I just naturally have Mm -hmm. are a huge leg up for a person. You know, if you are a dentist and you want to become a voiceover person, it would behoove you to have acting experience rather than just dental experience, you know? Yeah. Um, And if you are, you have the accent of the place you're trying to get work in, you know, those things are just elements that can already be in place for you, Mm -hmm. but they can also be developed And they have to be like if somebody doesn't come to the table with those elements and they don't choose to develop them or they think it's too difficult, then obviously they're, you know, they're not going to thrive with ease. Um, But I have seen people who have not come to the table with inherent skill or talent, you know, who just want it really bad who work their asses off and have very lucrative careers. And I don't typically see those people as falling into roles on Comedy Central or, you know, Cartoon Network, but I see them having consistent careers in commercial or e-learning, you know, who they're, they're working and they made it happen for themselves with none of the other stuff that, you know, yeah. we as actors already came to the table with. So it's possible, but you kind of have to figure out where you are and what your strengths are and then you know create a personalized game plan
0: so question mm-hmm. the um agency who i work with who sent me out and like i don't i'm not really signed with them but they send me out for stuff like british roles and this and the other the actual agent has a very specific way like if you're especially if you're doing animation if you're doing animation or not if you're just doing like a regular copy of like a commercial she wants to very it's very similar to that whole acting thing where you she's like she wants to know who you're talking to why you're saying this like all of the who what where why Mm -hmm. with that stuff do you and your agent do that stuff do you bother like how what's your process with your Mm, right uh well it might be a bad actor answer but
1: so if anything (laughs) is very emotional and serious or if I'm doing any kind of non-commercial work it 100% has to be there right like you need to know that if you're if you're in a video game especially because those performances are so grounded and so realistic you have to create that world for yourself mm-hmm. do my agents ask me to report to them what it is no nobody and nobody got time for that like that's crazy i could have like 12 auditions a day and they have yeah. hundreds you know that they're sending out to hundreds of talent so no they don't ask me to do that i don't i don't even think i mean When I started voiceover, you know, you would go into your agent's office and audition there and they would direct you and they would record you and then you would go on with your life and they would edit it and send it off. And that was like the dream because Mm -hmm. you just, you're, I mean, getting live direction is priceless, right? Now it's all, I mean, you know how it goes. We do it ourselves. We have to edit the thing. We have to send it off and they get so many of those and it's so much work on the talent side and They're also doing a lot of work, but it's not the creative side of things. They are Mm -hmm. listening and then saying yes or no, and then sending it off or not. Your voice agent is not sending off every audition you do. I mean, God bless them if you have the one who does. And they're also not going to tell you. They're going to take their however many best auditions, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 100, I'm not sure, probably situationally based, and send those off and not say anything to the ones that they don't. I think if you're a major problem and you're on their roster, they might talk to you, but there's not this like leading and guiding and, you know, have this creative, this creative guidance for the talent anymore because it's so hands-off and so remote. Yeah. So you kind of have to figure out what works for you and there, you know, for, for a video game, for a cartoon, for any of that stuff, I'm a hundred percent going in with those acting relationships and for a commercial, it varies. Yeah. Right. If I'm just saying, you know, and and, or maybe sometimes it even varies take by take because I could do one take that's really realistic. I'm sharing with my friend about these mattresses that are on sale. Sure. Do that. But you probably need to send one take that is a little more annoyingly standard announcery. Hey, mattresses are on sale. Come on down. You know, not like Judy, I know you need a mattress because you've been out of work and (laughs) now you have to lay in bed all the time and you're getting bed sores. But this mattress, you know, like. (laughs) at 20 or 12 or 10 or even five a day you know sometimes people want that announcer style especially if it's a small market you know i have agents in la portland seattle denver ohio kentucky those are kind of the same agent uh but smaller markets are a little bit more in the styles of years previous Mm -hmm. they're just like Just like anything, right? Like where they live is not on the cutting edge. Modern needs to be so Hollywood about things. And they will require a more announcery take in a lot of cases. So interesting. Because Not all cases, though. Sometimes they want that fresh look and they can't find it because of where they are. And so you can be the person to provide that. And that's
0: I just remember like years, I'm going to say like six years ago, I had a voiceover agent and he used to send me like seven auditions a week, which isn't a lot for some people, but it was a lot for me. I think it's great. I think that's great. Um, Didn't book any, but I also look back and I'm just like, I used to record it with my headphones through my phone because I did not have like the setup. Right. And looking back, I'm just like, oh my God, what the fuck was I doing? Now, like I have the setup and I actually... Want to be pursuing it because I just love it so so much, and mm-hmm. it's so fun. <laughs> and you and can do it with no pants on. I've got yeah, exactly. I'm just like huzzah. You could um, do it with a baby on your boob if you had to. If you had to, and that's yep. totally fine. And it's just so much fun. So listening just to you talk about. So I I, I mean I know you you're just like this is old hat to you, and you've been doing it for such a long time. You're just like bah. But to me, who's like just slowly getting into it, I've only just started taking voiceover classes since November. That's how new oh. I am. That's mm-hmm. how green I am to this. But to me, I'm just like, tell me everything, because it's I mean, so fascinating. It's just I'll tell you everything. Ask it all. I'll tell. I'll tell you all the things.
1: Well, just... Right now, I have no shoes on. I just painted my toenails, so my boots <laughs> are a little stinky. Like these are the bonuses of
0: voiceover. <laughs> I'm wearing pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> But I just, I, I'm just like in awe of all of this because it's just like, I don't know. And it's just so fun. It's so much fun. It's, I really love doing animation copy and getting the animation auditions. Cause I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> I love that stuff too. I mean, I, I have done thousands
1: of commercials, so that's definitely my wheelhouse. Obviously, uh, like when I have a dream career in my mind, I think of animation because that's what's super fun. Yeah. Um, you know and I do have different emotional reactions to which auditions I get right if I get commercial auditions I'm like ah shit I got five minutes fine let's fucking do it let's do it here bang it out bump I get an animation audition and I'm like do I bang it out and I just do it so that I get it done or like do do I need to perfect my Vietnamese accent now do I you know like it's what (laughs) it's a different thing and there's a different process and sometimes it's just you know in a lot of ways sometimes things are just numbers games and in another way it's all about quality and your take and you know it's art i mean it's art and it's technical so yeah. it can be it can be fun it can be overwhelming it can be frustrating I really like, like when I'm in a flow state with it, you know, like, you know, like I've worked in a lot of restaurants. I'm sure you've had similar retailer mm-hmm. restaurant work, but you know, like your flow state is like, I like my tables. It's challenging. I have a little too many, but I'm up to the, I'm up to the task. I've got my plates going. I know who needs what I'm dropping. shit. Ch- you know, you're just like in the zone. Mm-hmm. And for me with voiceover, because most of what I do is commercial, that is like, you know, especially in political season. I love political season. (laughs) So many political ads, people, because they're, they're like, sovereign. we need to get this out on air in Ohio in the next two hours. Can you do it? I'm like, I can do it. Can you edit it? Great. Okay. Say all of this in 19 seconds. I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of copy. Okay. 17 seconds, 12 seconds. Take away this word. Hold on. What does that comma mean? And we like work it out together and then boom, send out, you know, the project in the right emotional vein, which is usually dark and scary for political ads. (laughs) um sometimes intimidating sometimes flippant uh but that like relying on your body to somehow react to an engineer being like i need you to shave off two and a half seconds and being able to do it is like so satisfying (laughs) and i don't know how either i'm just like great last time i shaved off five so i'll just
0: feel what half of that feels like and try it and then it works and i'm like yeah so satisfying (laughs) right um but yeah i remember the first audition like coming back into voiceover it was a coca cola commercial and obviously i'm so fucking green to this that i'm just like how long does this meant to be and like because it's a big chunk it's a massive it was a massive paragraph and i was just like uh so i'm just taking my sweet ass time with it and it was very specific like notes like what they wanted it was like lord of the ringsy so i'm doing my best like Kate blanchett type <laughs> style like lord <laughs> God, i love and her shit. and then um I send it in, and the guy's like, okay, you need to shave this down, like, by half, and, like, tweak it, and blah, 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 And I was just like, how the fuck am I meant to do this in, like, I don't know, 15 fucking seconds? And it takes, it's, that's a skill. Like, that is a legit skill. It is, but...
1: It is so much easier in a live session or like when the other person is there to tell you, because if you, I mean, just practically, just like with your body, what are you reading your script on? Is it a monitor in front of your face, an iPad, and then your phone? Then what is the timepiece that you're using to keep the time? And how do you hold both of those in your eyeline so that you can see them at the same time, you know, versus you saying it and the person's like, mm. I need you to shave off four more seconds. And I think you can change this word, turn this into a conjugation, right? It's like a collab, (laughs) a collab, (laughs) Uh, you know, and that makes a huge difference. Cause even, even me who's been doing this for a couple of decades, if it's just me in the booth and there's too much copy and have to do it in 15 seconds, I'm like, Got the iPad. Then I have the phone. I'm looking between both of them, but I can't look too far from the timepiece because I have
0: to keep reading the script. In 15 seconds, it's like it's rough. Yeah. And then just swinging back, you've done video games as well, haven't you? Because you've been doing it for so long.
1: Uh, yeah. I just did a big video game. I did Cyberpunk uh, 2077. But I've done some video games in the past, not a ton, but I've done some Nintendo games and some computer games. The Cyberpunk was cool because um they you did know, you get I'm, to mocap it as well like action it or just the voice i didn't over? oh god i would i feel like i'm made for mocap but it's just like i haven't gotten to do it yet because it's all improv space work i love that shit yeah oh god, i love it i don't necessarily love being in a skin tight spandex outfit but i mean i've you know i can make it work <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> but cyberpunk was cool because uh you know, it's this like imagined future and in this, you know, fantasy world. My character is and she's Native American and they wanted this specific tribe from Sonoma County and they wanted this accent. And I was like, whoa, because that specific tribe currently in 2021 or 2020 when I did the game does not really have an accent I mean a little bit but it's not like a tribe specific indigenous accent right Mm -hmm. so to imagine 57 years in the future and wanting an accent for that it's like you have you kind of have to wrap your brain around what does that even mean and you can't talk to the director beforehand so I'm like okay I'll do one with no accent and then I'll study this footage from the 30s of this specific woman from this specific tribe, you know what I mean, and then provide that accent. And then in the end, that's what they wanted. And I don't know what the rules of their fantasy world are, how that would come about, but you've got to provide both options. And so yeah. it, was, it was cool to get to learn that and then do it, you know, in the booth. Dialects are a lot of fun.
0: Dialects Aren't are really fun. Yeah. I'm good at British dialects, just American ones. I can do like the standard American, but Mm -hmm. then when it comes to actual other dialects, I'm like, "Mm, mm, mm." I just have to, I have to, I can't do, I can't just wing it. Like I have to, I have to have a coach. I have to do all that stuff. So that's why I'm just like, you know what? I just want to stay with what I know and what I know I can do really well. Yeah. Uh Well, I mean, the trend right now
1: is to have authentic accents. So unless an American's British accent is so good, that they can convince them they're actually British. Yeah. They don't want that. They want you. They want a real authentic and they don't care what region, right? If they're like, you're from Leeds and you can do it. They're like, she's
0: British. I buy it. You know, yeah. like they don't know. Yeah. It's really interesting. Cause I've been hearing that a lot as well. Cause when I first started doing voiceover, I was doing American and they're like, Nope. Do you British? Yep. Because that's what people want right now.
1: Yeah. And, and that, I mean, also yeah. you can include like, if you can do Irish, if you can do Scottish, you can be like, that's British you know like it count, you know you're not you're you're being truthful and saying these are british yeah. accents and i'm authentically british
0: yeah so aside from your voice because obviously you've done fucking shit tons of voiceover like it's kind of just crazy to me because i'm like oh my god you're living my dream Aww. um but going back to the whole acting thing mm-hmm. so we've already talked about your one woman show which was so much fun to watch You did your UCB, you've got your comedy show, which hopefully your comedy stew will come back up. Are you planning on doing that again after COVID? I actually just
1: got an email from them right before I walked in saying that the venue we used to use is back open. So, I mean, I'm not sure if we're going to go to the same venue. I'll have to talk to my partner about that. But, um, you know, things are back on. So talk to us about Comedy
0: Stew.
1: Oh, yes. Well, um, I took a stand-up comedy class six years ago maybe uh you know and it was one of those things where it's like I'm not making it in Hollywood so I'm just gonna keep learning or you know throwing my money in a hole until I'm so undeniably great everyone will hire me which isn't necessarily (laughs) how things work uh but you know people were saying comedy is a thing do comedy so I did it um and I kind of think in a way it was a nice segue into storytelling which I love and adore as you know I think Mm -hmm. that is like you know, That's my favorite. I love it so much. My favorite. It's like the heart of why we act and you yeah. know storytelling. Uh, but and I met a girl in there named Irina Voronina. She's kind of famous, to be honest. She, um, Irina's amazing, actually. Irina uh, is from Russia, and she, you know, lived in like the second most toxic city in the world, next to Chernobyl. Um, and she was a model. She's beautiful. She is a model. Um, and somebody was like, hey do you want to pose naked for Playboy? And she was like, no, I'm not getting naked for... And they were like, it pays $10,000 in like 2000. And she was like, oh, great. Let me take off my clothes. Um, (laughs) And ended up being like the cover girl of Playboy 2001. I think it's January, not sure. Uh, But it really launched her into uh, an abundance situation where she could like get out of Russia and like have a life full of opportunity. That's as great as she is and like provide for her mom. And, you know, uh, so she sort of got over the threshold of being naked, but it was never like a, I really want, you know, like, she's not promiscuous by any means. She's like a kind, sweet, beautiful married woman. And so she, when she got the opportunity to be like, okay, I've made enough with modeling, I'm secure, you know, mm-hmm. comedy caught her eye and, and like, it's kind of like voiceover, you know, she was not in that business at all. She'd done some, some movies, but mostly because she's a model, she's an actor, but more model. And she was like, I want to do comedy. I want to do comedy. So she took the class and we met and she, and we started going to open mics together, telling jokes together. And we just encountered so much freaking sexism on the comedy circuit. We were like, fuck this. Let's make our own show you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we decided to make an all-female show. We really prioritize diversity on the show. So we've, we've had trans women. um, We've had special nights where it's been like a queer night and we've invited some men, but it's, you know, it's a female, all-female show. And we did that forever. And it, it was so, uh, it's such a great Time, it was such a great exploratory time for both of us because she could really hone in on what jokes were working for her. And, you know, I think a lot of um, a lot of people who were in Playboy have stepped into other genres. And I think when you're really rewarded for your body or acting sexually, it's hard to, like, see opportunities beyond that sometimes. And so a lot of people first their first jokes are sex jokes with everyone and also. a lot of her jokes were sex jokes because that's what paid money, you know? And so we've really been able to hone our skills and create um, narratives and jokes and careers and sets that are more who we are. And we've also really been able to show, you know, diverse women in Hollywood a safe place where they're not going to get sexually harassed or assaulted or they have to bring audience members and sell tickets to get minutes of stage time. You know, it's just the stand-up comedy world is really predatory for everyone, right? Just mining comedians' friends for their dollars. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to sell 10 tickets, and then they each have to buy two drinks, and if they don't (laughs) drink, a soda's $20. Like, just, oh, my God. You know, and our show is like five bucks. It costs five bucks to get in, and we pay the venue five bucks ahead, and that's it. Yeah. Like we don't make any money. And for a while, I, cause Irina kept being like, Oh yeah. If you have agents who want to come see you or anyone, just like tell them I'll comp them. And then like three and a half years in, I realized she's not comping them. She's paying their, t- she's going into the negative to like pay the venue for the $5 ticket fee of these people.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, cause she's such a sweetheart. Yeah. But um, we've had such a great time. She's doing really well. She opened for Eliza Schlesinger in Vegas a couple months ago it was an outdoor outdoor covid safe drive-in show um i mean she's she's doing really great she's getting flown places yeah it's pretty cool and now we are making um well we already have it in the can we have a docuseries about female comedians in hollywood that we're putting up
0: for sale oh my goodness
1: you are doing it you are doing it I mean, I'll be honest, this journey with having a kid, Irina has done more work than me. <laughs> but I'm here.
0: You know, you have a child. Yeah. That's probably you're gonna have
1: two. You're gonna have two children. Two children, two dogs.
0: <laughs> no. You're an actual adult. Did you know that? I know. It's Congratulations. Nuts. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. Yeah. I just woof. Yeah. And I'm still doing everything. Yeah, (sighs) (laughs) It can
1: be overwhelming.
0: (laughs) But also it's funny as well, because like, I always felt, I I mean, you may have felt differently. I don't know. But I always, when I was younger, and somebody was like, Oh, you're gonna have kids. I'll be like, fuck off. No, (laughs) no, no, no. And I was just I always thought that children would just, I don't want to say ruin everything. (laughs) <laughs> that's not but like I would always I always thought that having children would put like a stop a hold on every single thing that I was doing. Yeah. And I was just like I was like absolutely not. I wanna be doing this, this and this and this. I don't want anything holding me back. And then I got hit over the head with the baby stick. <laughs> and then in fact my little babe has just completely enhanced everything. Right. Yeah. It's like turning everything up to 11. It's You're just like more you. Yeah. It's so weird. And I've done more stuff since having him than I did when I didn't have him.
1: Oh, wow. It's really strange. Oh, I don't know if I can say that. I don't think so. I mean, I've done a lot of
0: stuff, but I would not say it's non mom stuff. Well, just like I've, I did the whole monologue slam thing, and that was oh. fantastic. Uh, booked finally booked my first co-star. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yeah. I and just like really I find out about it. Just really random things and like more of my projects that I've been working on for a long time, they're now like suddenly getting like momentum and scripts I wrote years. Ago. I'm just like they're finally getting first I'm just like, fuck, like what is this? It's so weird. But you know, know what they like... say? They say uh it's like a mexican thing right each baby's born with a
1: loaf of bread under their arm or a loaf of bread under each arm it means like babies bring abundance and like babies oh. like bring i don't know bring things to fruition
0: there you go and i also feel like i'm just happier yeah i, I never mean, I'm definitely
1: frustrated more of the time than i used to be but when i'm joyful it's like such deeper larger joy
0: yeah it's so interesting yeah. It's, it's just something I never would have thought existed. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to have kids, but I kept thinking like,
1: later, later, later. And then when I was 37, I was like, oh, damn, we pregnant. <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, I guess this is happening. Um, and I don't know. I think in the back of my head, I thought the second I had a baby, I'd turn into like a conservative soccer mom or something who only has Starbucks. I don't know what I thought. Like I'd instantly have a minivan and be super boring. I don't know. Um, although I would like a nice, a nice minivan. Sounds pretty good, actually. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I just thought like there would be some loss of identity or something. I'm not sure. And then, and I was really surprised to be like, oh, no, this is just another thing I get to do my way. Yeah. Right. Like I get to do it how I want to do it and I can still be normal
0: <laughs> it's... Or, or not normal. see. I don't know if this is a British thing. Um, where's your husband from again in the UK? London. Okay. Um, so two of my friends from Essex, mm-hmm. both of them, this is before I was even thinking about children, but both of them, like one of them has one child. One of them has two children and both of them were like, as soon as you have children, that's it. Game done life over and the one with two children she's like you lose yourself you forget who you are oh my god and it's was so like, dark it was so funny she's kind of a dark kind of person anyway <laughs> but I was just like uh okay did they did not tell you this while you were pregnant right because that would no. Be this is like nice. before I was even thinking about children but then so I was just like oh my god I'm gonna lose myself a bit I'm like fuck that I'm like it's heightened everything up yeah 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 i'm like i'm determined more more than i ever was i'm still like doing what i'm just like oh my i'm just like adding stuff to a fucking sign voiceover stuff like let's just add more stuff to the fucking pile maybe um they were suffering from postpartum
1: (laughs) depression (laughs) Uh, because that's really intense (laughs) should we call them get them on the line make sure they're okay are you okay
0: i mean i know (laughs) it's been like 15 years now <laughs> <laughs> but are you okay <laughs> oh my gosh um you have to let me know when comedy stew is back up because I would love to come and see it
1: yes I'll tell you I mean I, I don't know when it is but we will find out
0: and is it all stand-up or is it like storytelling as well is it like a combination you know I used to do some storytelling with it uh because I was sort of having like a
1: oh I really love storytelling more than stand-up moment and then I actually came up with the best set of my life which is not saying much because I would not say that I'm fantastic at comedy um, but pretty funny it was well, I'm funny in life you know it's a little <laughs> different stand-up's a little different uh, but I came up with a great set that's all about voiceover. So it is a set because there are jokes but it's very storytellingy with like a strong point of view um, and now I love that so much I feel like... Hopefully, in the future, there are more stand up sets I can write that are as satisfying to me. And I think I was really stuck in this idea that, like, stand up is you write a joke that has setups, like a setup and then a punchline, and then you write lots of those and you put them together, and that's it. And that's all stand up is. And mm-hmm. that felt really confining to me. Yeah. You know, because if you look at, Reggie Watts or Maria Bamford or... I mean, there's so many comedians who are doing things that are very out of the norm. I mean, Hannah Gatsby even, right? Like, she has this major storytelling element to her comedy. Yeah. That I love. Um, and I think if I, you know, can continue to view it in a more out-of-the-box style, I will be more satisfied. Okay, yeah. So we're, we're just doing stand-up at the moment, but I'm open to whatever.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I did improv for so long. And then mm. I did the storytelling with you and I just fell in love. It's like, so good. Storytelling and musical improv were just like same. Right there, my, my jam. Same um, girl, same. Stand up. I tried stand up and I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't actually like do a stand up class. I just went and like tried it and like wrote some stuff and was just like, mm. but I don't know. I just, I just find it so difficult. Like telling yeah. stories, I'm like, fantastic and they're funny they're like not but they're mm-hmm. not like boom 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 yeah, yeah 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 but yeah so but stand up it, it also terrifies me but it's telling, pretty but, terrifying yeah but standing up and telling a story I'm like I'm all over that it's so weird it's so I know weird. I know I think
1: yeah I think a lot of it is it's about what you think comedy is in your head you know what I mean and then being that or not being that and it, it can be it can be rough yeah, But there are people out there who, I mean, w- Reggie Watts used to chill in Portland a lot. I don't know. I mean, whatever. we had some mutual friends, I'm not sure why he, he's not from there. He's from like Missouri or something. But he, I don't even think he called himself a stand-up comedian back then. I think he was just a performer or a musician or something. But he would do these shows like at street fairs or like you show up to a party and he's doing a show. And it's just like him playing the piano... And there's some funny jokes, but there's, he's like improv into, I don't know what, suddenly he's like a British pilot and we're all <laughs> his passengers and he's like narrating us through the skies and then going back to looping a song. He loops, he'll like record himself going, ah, you know, over and over again and like riff off of that and improv, but then do talking. And I'm like, this is the funniest, weirdest, I don't know what I just saw, but I would like more, please. Yeah. And <laughs> You know, And I think there are people out there doing stuff like that. And unless you can think of that, if you just think there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up
0: there and tell a joke, and I hope they laugh, it's like so much pressure. <laughs> but I like that idea of not labeling yourself. It just, that does take the pressure off. Yeah. I
1: feel like when you say I'm going to tell a
0: story, like we know you're going to tell a story, but I don't know. Is
1: it like a tragic story about a death? Is it the funniest story? Uh, you know, it doesn't really convey what is going to happen in the way yeah. that somehow when you say I'm doing standup, it's like the audience expects that they're going to laugh and they better laugh or you messed it all up. Yeah.
0: Oh gosh. Just got anxiety just then. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> but the fact that you do it all the time i'm like fucking hell legend oh my god i, I have Ledge. been
1: on some i've been through so many emotions with it though do not get me wrong <laughs> you know you don't sound pregnant really yeah you don't sound pregnant what do you mean you don't, i don't know you no. don't sound congested you don't sound like your lungs are compressed like you're very pregnant right now oh i feel like I'm i'm super
0: congested right now oh i don't know like, well great work yeah. you sound good Like, I'm so... I've been, like, hacking up logies and... Ugh. Yeah, it's been... I
1: feel like the last three, four months of my pregnancy, I couldn't even record. I was so congested.
0: Well, it's funny because, like, this is the other thing, too. I've been looking up... Because Thomas was sick and gave me his sickness. So then, like, I haven't been able to breathe because I'm Mm. just so super congested. But then I was looking up, like, remedies safe for pregnant women, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And... Then I started looking at articles, and I can't remember if I was super congested with Thomas, but apparently this is like a common sign, especially when you're in your third trimester. So I'm yes, just like, wait, yes. is this like a thing from Thomas, and now I'm just congested? Or is this... It's probably both things. I'm I just mean... like, fuck's sake, and it's awful. I was very congested.
1: I like thought I had allergies because I didn't know that this was a common thing that happens to pregnant women. And I like bought this air purifier. I mean, I'm glad I have it now with all the fires that happened last year, but I bought an $850 air purifier and wrote it off because I'm a voice actor because I was like, I can't it's ruining my career. Like I've lost thousands of dollars because I cannot do these auditions. And so I got it and it's great and I love it. But it didn't fix the congestion because it was caused by being pregnant. <laughs>
0: oh, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. I do remember last time with Thomas. I do remember because um, I love to sing a lot. And I couldn't sing whatsoever. But that happened. That started really early on. Like, I'm uh-huh. going to say, like, a month four. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, So super early on. And this time, it's not as bad. Like, I get out of breath very quickly. But... hmm It's definitely not like I can put out a tune and I'm like, oh, okay. Whereas (laughs) whereas last time I remember I was just like, no, (laughs) no, not happening. Not happening. (laughs) Shut up, Lindsay. Oh, hilarious. All right. Well, you have to let me know when Comedy Stu is back up because I would love to come and see it. I will. And yeah, let us know what else you're doing. Not much over here. I don't know what else I'm doing. (laughs) Whereabouts in LA are you? Oh, in Silver Lake. Okay. Oh, you're not too far away. Where are you? I'm in Pasadena. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Um. But I go to Los Feliz pretty much every weekend to hang out with my little bubble. Oh, fam. Cute. But yeah, But well, thank you so much, Sabra, for coming on. Oh, thank and you. That, goodness, it's been so long. I know. Um, we'll see each other in person someday. I know. That'll be so much fun.
1: If you ever see the world again when you have a baby. I mean, it might take you a couple of months to
0: be out. Yeah. Out. I remember the first, I think, I don't know, like two three months I hardly went out with Thomas and it was glorious yeah (laughs) glorious and and that's why I was such a my husband I was like we may as well just have another baby right now because you know the pandemic yes 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 I mean everybody's doing it yeah so Um, your little will have same aged playmates very soon everywhere right (laughs) and yeah I just watched a shit ton of Grey's Anatomy you know I mean there's hardly any left to watch now uh, you know what? I finished at season six, and I've just jumped to season eleven because I'm like, there's too many. I can't. I can't. Wow. Can't be doing okay. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That's um. There's a lot more season. Season six. I, I think I was on season six like a decade ago. Yeah, I started from the very beginning. So. Um. I mean go back. I, I don't skip anything. That's my opinion. Oh, really? Yeah. I've already so many it. of the favorites are um, dead in the later
0: seasons or off the show. Oh, I so, know. I was devastated you know. when George, well, that, is that a spoiler? I'm sure everyone's seen it. <laughs> if you don't know George is dead on Grey's Anatomy, you need to go back to like 2001. Because oh my sun. gosh. I was devastated. Absolutely <laughs> yeah. devastated. So I, I basically skipped to the one where I know Derek um you don't want to watch every second of derek being alive because i do every single you know, second it's funny i'm not into him i'm into the other one um <gasps> mcdreamy hunt, uh dr oh, hunt dr hunt oh, so, into him. Oh, so into him all right so weird because i remember him from train spotting nothing i was like johnny lee miller you mcgregor him like oh, wait Tommy. Well, i'm sorry doc dr hunt was in train spotting
1: yeah what Tommy. Talking? Talking. stop it yeah Oh, my God, I do not remember that. I, f- I thought I had never seen him before.
0: Yeah, he was the one who... You remember the character. It's so funny. So his character, super clean, super athletic, makes a bunch of porn with his girlfriend, and Ewan McGregor takes the tape, and then his girlfriend thinks he's given the tape back to the... um What? Like the blockbuster or the video place by mistake, and then she leaves him... He gets a cat to like win a bag, and then he turns to drugs and dies. Are you sure we're talking about Doctor Hunt? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, that's him. Yeah. Wait, is he British? Yeah, he's Scottish. Well, I think he's, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. He's so why? Right. Can you? I'm so glad you're shocked right now. I mean, because his <laughs> he doesn't seem. I mean, he looks
1: Scottish, certainly. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, I. I mean, that's him. Yeah. He was a little blondie. He wasn't even like ginger. This is very confusing. Okay, great. I'm going to have to <laughs>
0: dive down this hole now. <laughs> you ruined my day. All I can do is this now. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's, I, I just can't get over it. And like, so anytime he's on screen, I'm like, ding dong. And the fact that he's still on the show, I'm like, I need to be on that show. Even though I'm married with kids, his girlfriend, wife, whatever, is fine. I just need to see him in person. I just need I mean, to act alongside him. Because I'm just go like, you I just...
1: He's oh. literally, like, one of, like, he's like, the only person on the show who's not dead or has left.
0: At this point. <laughs> and I'm just looking up his birthday's the day before mine, 10 years ahead.
1: <laughs> and that's it. Match made in heaven. There we go. You're, you should, you should probably write, um write to, who's it, Liz Lewis, write to the CD, write to the casting
0: director and just let her know. And she'll just let you write on the show, you know. <laughs> she'll be like, um, this crazy bitch is We're never lowly. coming We're on she's, she's never coming anywhere near this set yeah don't oh do it <laughs> <laughs> drove past the set the other day actually and I was like oh, well the studio right by my, my house. house Is it really- I co- I'm constantly wondering if that
1: is why there's helicopters at 5 a.m is just execs flying in or something because there are just too many helicopters over my house all the time
0: well it's insane that would be quite interesting but I, I will tell you this though I was getting kind of pissed off with the show because this is why I stopped watching is because they were just getting rid of characters left right and center yeah, like super quickly, like no like lead up to it, just like, oh, be boom, like everything's fine, and now there's a
1: plane crash, everything's fine, and now there's an active shooter, everything's fine, and everyone got in another plane crash. It's like if yeah. you're on the two plane crash situation, and at the same time, still watched every single one, I'm here <sighs> for it, love them all. <laughs> love that. McDreamy, McSteamy, all in. Oh my god, you're hilarious. you know, my friend, uh, Che, she's a storyteller. Um, and a casting director and an b- improv girl, whatever. She's an amazing actress. She is the one who Derek was saving when he got killed. Oh, and shit. so she got all of this hate mail. Fuck. Like, you killed Derek. And Shay's like, uh, I'm just, just, it was just a co star role, bro. I had like four lines. Like, I did not, <laughs> or I think she was a guest star, but <laughs> she's oh, like, man. I didn't kill Derek. I didn't kill Derek. And like, people still. Talk about like strangers to her, <laughs> and she's just like that's so funny. It's so funny too because she's like super cool, like I don't know, hip, like edgy girl. And then, but on the show, she was like, you know, this this frightened mom whose kid was in an accident. I'm like, you don't you don't even know who you're writing hate mail to, people. Oh she didn't kill God. Derek.
0: A truck killed Derek. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Sorry, was that a spoiler? Never. Mind. That was a spoiler, but it's okay. Okay. Well, because I found out George got hit by a bus. So the fact that he's been hit by a truck, I'm like, for fuck's sake. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah, there's it seems like there's a lot of accidents outside of Seattle.
1: Oh God, What the show is so telling us.
0: <laughs> I still really want to be on that show. I fucking love it.
1: I mean, I think this is the final season. Stop it. I think it is. So I think your chances are like, um, you know, we oh, got no. a few months here.
0: But, you know, it's Grey's Anatomy. Maybe they'll bring it back. So just going forever, and then see, now I'm gonna have to go down that rabbit hole. Thank you. Mm. <sighs> oh, I think it, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Tabra, for coming on. We finally got to chat. Oh, I'm
1: sorry, I just have to say the show is not ending at all, it will return. They, oh, I just learned for the okay. 19th season. You're fine, Jesus. you're good. <laughs> I'm gonna come pick you up and drop you off at the casting office right now. Let's go. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Heavily pregnant.
0: Oh. <Hello>. <laughs> alright darling thank you you're welcome and that was a delightful Sabra May I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it I feel like I got so much information and just so much just really so much inspiration from the episode because th- this is why I do them I get inspired by everybody so thank you Sabra for coming on again Instagram Twitter Sabra May go give her a follow Poe the Passenger thank you Until next time, see you then.